0: What's up, everyone? Welcome to the 58th episode of the Balanced Business Podcast. As always, it's the amazing Justine, Larissa, and the okay guy called Nico. What's up, team? Nico,
1: I think you're amazing. <laughs> Give yourself more credit.
0: The ego's already super high, so just now i to knock it down a little bit. So, Justine, what are we talking about today?
1: Today, we
2: are talking about remarketing to old leads. So, we have four that we're going to go over today. We're going to talk about referrals, past customers, um, people that Uh, booked an appointment, but then canceled or didn't show up. And then people that received an estimate, but said no. So uh, let's start with referrals. How would we remarket to referrals?
0: Awesome. And what I'll do before we can go into referral marketing is the biggest thing that people need to realize is when you do marketing and lead generation specifically, what you want to think about is how do I extract the most value from every single person that I spend a dollar on? So if I spend a dollar on someone, how do I get as much money back from that contact. so part of why we're doing this today is we want to make sure that for every person that's given us any attention we maximize that so even if it's not them who are in market now they know people and those people know people we've all heard the expression of like oh you you run with people uh, that are like you so if you are thinking about getting a new landscaping you know design work and install then the people around you are probably also thinking that or, or more likely to do it. So I just wanna give that context on why we wanna extract as much value from marketing as possible. So referral um, marketing is- amazing.
1: One point is that this is a little bit, what we're gonna be going through here is specifically examples for uh, landscape marketing. However, if you're not a landscaper, many of these things can also apply. Just note that the examples we'll be walking through are going to be specific to the landscaping space. Okay, go ahead.
0: Continue. No, that's perfect. Yeah, uh, no, it's, it's really good um, context too. Um, but yeah, local service-based businesses or any any time that you, like Brick and mortar, this is going to be the podcast for you. If you run a digital business, this is also helpful. Just know when I talk about like referrals, usually it's not neighbors or it's not like people in the, in, in the area. It's still people like them though. So if it's agencies or, you know, SaaS companies, then that's who we are talking about so really you know what we want to focus on for referrals is if you get one from a happy customer for instance right we want to really prioritize that conversation because this person has already been primed about how we work what we what we have done and really they're at the end stages of that kind of relationship meter right they already have seen your work they have someone they trust that have you know, obviously referred them and now they just want to understand how could you help me specifically. So you really want to prioritize these conversations because they are the warmest of the warm. Okay. And if they are, you know, they listen to referrals, then they also, you know, when you ask for a referral to them, then they're going to be more likely to to do so. So with that being said, um, we also want to focus on like pretty quickly figuring out what they specifically want. So for instance, if someone, did a backyard uh, uh, turf yeah. install for instance and then a backyard barbecue we want to say oh, okay what did you like about you know Joe's job? Um, you say oh I really like the, the tiling on the barbecue and the turf uh, you know the only thing like I want and you want you want to quickly move into like what what do they want specifically right Because maybe they really like the quality of the work but they want nothing like their friend right they don't want a backyard barbecue maybe they want a outdoor fireplace or they just want a lawn of turf so you really want to figure out pretty quickly what they like about the the other project and then turn that into now it's all about them and you really want to figure out in a you know the first 15-20 minutes their ultimate dream list all the things that they want and especially with Backyard and stuff like that, you can start hearing inflections in people's voices say, Oh, I would really like that. And was like, Oh, yeah, that'd be nice, right? So you really want to focus on the things that they really care about. Because when you pitch, you want to really go with a good, better, best option, especially to referrals, right? So, you know, good is like uh, some of their stuff, better is like most of their stuff, and best is like best quality, all that. So once you get to the end, they'll usually pick something. To send a contract out, and they will sign. Um, they are, <laughs> like I said, they're the warmest, so you don't have to do a lot of trust building that you would do for a regular lead. And you can move a little faster, being them like a contract or something. Uh, Laura said, "Do you want to add anything to referral leads?"
1: Um, well, one thing I do think is really valuable is you know making sure they've been referred to you by somebody. Right, that person has probably filled them in a little bit at least on what it's like to work with you maybe some things on the industry and they may have also shared pricing so I think one thing that's kind of important is to either get a pulse on what has been said or what has not and then make sure once you kind of have that initial conversation that you're continuing to follow up with like personalized messages helpful tips information related to maybe the job the business the industry things like that like I know what you're right and that you don't have to do all that trust building because they're putting their trust in their friend. Their friend has said, hey, this person does really good work. And then they come to you and say, great, my friend referred me. I've heard you do really good work. I've seen their yard. It looks amazing. You know, but that doesn't mean they're completely sold. So it definitely is important to the relationship you built with the first person who referred you. Make sure you're building that same relationship with this person who has been referred to you. Uh, and, you know, doing that with those personalized messages, making sure they kind of understand what's going on in terms of the industry. A couple of things that are also really valuable to just let them know would be, um, let's see if there's any like incentives or things going on. So for example, I'll use artificial turf as an example. Uh, in the Southwest, there's a drought. That's not a uh, news to anybody. I don't think at this point, many of the cities in the Southwest offer. Uh, basically like rebates or, or tax refunds for the service you can offer. So there are ways you can like price your offer, particularly for leads like this that are warm, they want to come through, but maybe if they're not like quite sold yet, that's always a good way you can keep them in the loop uh, and give them kind of those helpful tips and things as they're coming in. And I would say that doesn't just apply to referrals, that'll apply to all the customers, you know, make sure you're still building that relationship despite how they came in best way to do that is to really put your business and industry at the forefront and give them all the info they need
0: correct correct and don't be afraid to go a little bit more above and beyond for these individuals because like I said they they're kind of what I would deem as like a priority lead so it's okay to maybe do spend a little bit more time with them or uh, if you sit like some landscapers have uh, design studios like it's okay to share like those rough sketches that you would usually charge for just because they are so so warm right
1: yeah Perfect. one other thing about referrals is somebody who refers one person to you whoever that referrer is and we'll get into past customers in a second but That person, if they've referred one to you, they're way more likely to refer two or three or four or five people to you. So make sure that communication in terms of referrals isn't just going with the person who they referred to you, but also the person who's doing the referring. It makes a huge difference. And, you know, like I said, somebody who refers one person to you is likely to refer, let's say, four people. That can be right. really valuable. And if you can give them a little bit of an incentive to continue referring people to you.
2: Yeah. So let's kind of dive into those past customers and keeping those uh, relationships strong and maybe how to remarket some of the customers you haven't talked to in a while.
0: Past customers are some of the best ones to do two types of marketing to one reactivation marketing and two uh, referral marketing, right? And reactivation can be deemed as a, like a, so they can, be e- either or but how i see it is so reactivation let's say that you did a specific project let's say turf again right well the thing is that most of the time people who get turf installed they do it for um uh like it like the rebates or whatnot but that turf still needs to be taken care of right so like if there's like damages or your pets or whatnot pet hair can still get in there so you could you know offer to, to come and blow out their their lawn right especially here in phoenix when there's a lot of dust storms that come sometimes it gets stuck in the grass and you just want you don't want the dust in your grass right so that's ways that you can keep a relationship of, uh, above and beyond let's just say you did something else for them maybe it was more of you know you, you planted a tree or whatnot well think about trees and plants are they grow but they can also die so let's say you installed a a palm tree for instance it's so weird because palm trees can die because they don't have enough uh, zinc, I think zinc or magnesium, where literally like a landscaper can come in, they draw, drill a little hole and they put the zinc or magnesium in there and then the tree's fine. But like stuff like that, like even though it's a quick fix, you have to have a lot of knowledge um, around that. So to to reactivate them, you can say, hey, listen, like, you know, it's been a year since we installed it and we can kind of clean up the uh, the... Was it? I don't have it. I'm in an apartment. So I'm like, Oh, we can clean up the. Yeah. Or let's say you installed like actual uh, lawn with grass, right? You know, it's going to grow. You need to replace dead patches. So reactivating them with maybe a special offer or something like that. Uh, now you can also do referral marketing to these individuals because if they really liked your work. You should tap into that. So, mm-hmm let's say there's a major holiday coming up, like uh, St. Patrick's Day or Mardi Gras or 4th of July or President's Day. Uh, car companies do a really good job. Like they always have a deal going on based on like what day is coming up. You can actually tap into that as well and you can be very selective. So anyone that you install turf for, you can run a very specific referral campaign, but hey, if you for anyone that in, you know, uh, schedules with us and um, we do a project with, we'll send you $250 gift card for instance. Now that might seem like a lot of money, but usually you're trying to acquire like a job for about 10%, 250 bucks for like a 10 grand you know, uh, job. That's not bad at all. And you don't have to pay these out until you actually do the job. So you're not losing anything on the front end. And you can do that for other things as well. Like you can, uh, you know, whatever services that you have or let's say you have an open slot or something where usually you're four weeks scheduled out. You can actually, to run those promotions. So past clients, the two big things is refers and reactivation uh, to keep their relationship strong and alive.
1: Yeah. and I also just want to note when you're a- asking past customers to refer you to other people, it doesn't always necessarily even mean people in their own network. Past customers, you should always be asking them to, let's say, leave you a Google review or a Facebook review to. If they don't have anybody in their immediate network to refer you, if you say, "Hey, do you have, do you know anybody that you know we might be a good fit for?" If they say, "Oh, nobody comes to mind," your next step should always be—that's totally fine. Uh, but you know, it would be really helpful, you know, considering you're really happy with our work and we really hope you are. If you would leave us a Google review, it would just go a long way for us. That's a very simple ask. If they can't directly get you a new business, that way they can still be helping build your credibility in the community. Uh, And for future clients who may come in and they might be on the fence or they might just not be sure. And then you can always, after you've done a job, keep track of what jobs you've done for who. And to Nico's point, you can always, you know, let's say you can say, you know, we did this a year ago, you might be due for some maintenance Uh, If you need any maintenance, let us know. You can always also like offer one maintenance thing for free or one really small thing for free just to get back to the property so that when you get there, they're like, oh, by the way, I have these like five other things I need to do. One other thing with past clients is you don't necessarily have to get referrals from them. You also, if they need more work done that maybe you just don't specialize in, let's say you did their landscaping, but now they want a deck built. Well, maybe you don't build decks. So that's where you can say, great, I can refer you to somebody in my network who I know is really great and you trust my quality of work. You can still get, you know, some revenue from that, from those referrals uh, as those clients, let's say, need other things that you just are not the best person to fulfill on. So past customers are super, super important for a lot of different reasons. There's a lot of potential future revenue from people who have already bought from you. Now, they may not have like a super big job for you to do if you've already done one. And let's say you have X numbers of years warranty, whatever. They might not have you fully redo their yard, but they might have friends who do. If not, they can leave you a Google review. If not, maybe they have other projects going on. And if not, maybe they have some maintenance work. Like there's a bunch of different ways you can kind of swing those past customers. And also, let's say you start offering new services and new products. That's another great thing to say, hey, you know, we know we did this for you a year ago, but we just started offering this uh, deodorizing treatment or whatever that we can do on your lawn if you have pets, things like that. You can always, as you start offering new products, make sure you're keeping track of those past customers, what you did for them and when to see if you want to remarket those services to them in the future.
2: Let's go into people that booked an appointment, but then either didn't show up or they canceled or something like that. How would you go about handling that?
0: So, one of the biggest problems across the board in marketing is like, I have a lead, right? How do I get them to do the next step I want them to do? Jump on a call, uh, show up, uh, you know, uh, do a show up estimate or whatnot. My biggest thing is always assume. So, again, these are, there's two contexts, right? There's people who it just, you just got the lead, and then there's older ones, right? So, you just got that lead. I always go into it with the assumed close. So what does that mean? Like I always go into it, like if you filled out a form, then you probably have an inkling of wanting this thing. And Alex Ramozzi did this well. When people fill out a form, he, he would give them a call a couple of hours before their appointment, right? And say, do you want a, a black shirt or a white shirt? He didn't say like, do you want a shirt? He said, do you want a black or white one? Because we're conditioned to hear that and say, oh, uh, I guess a black one. And then even though we don't have that shirt yet, we want to go get that shirt. We want We want to do that. So for your landscaping company, if you're running a, a promo and I don't want to give away hours because it's working really, really well. So I don't want to saturate the market. But let's just say that you do, let's do something else in landscaping. Let's say that you, uh, oh, this is a great one, right? Let's say that you do new home development and you put in like the, the landscaping there. These new homes don't have a kitchen yet. So you can say, hey, do you want uh, ice cold, uh, still water or sparkling water when they show up. Again, you can just go to Costco and have these all on on deck, right? Or do you want like a water, a still water or Lacroix or whatever, something that travels well, right? We do this because like even though there's a cost to it, like the cost outweighs the the cost to like do that, give that thing outweighs the cost. Uh, or the, the profit is just so much higher when you close these deals because you can go from maybe out of ten leads, you know. Getting five estimates, by just doing that, you can get six. And if you close at 50%, right, for easy math, right? Like if we expand it out, like the numbers just work out. Um, does that make sense? I, I know it kind of went on a tangent there, but like I'm just so passionate about like, especially for canceled appointments, doing the assume close, because most people see a, a canceled appointment and think, oh, that's the end of the world. Uh, like that's it they don't they're not interested anymore you know
1: yeah I think it all really goes into like don't assume that uh things like that are done right like and leads that come in they are they're not a no until they literally tell you like do not ever talk to me again even if they say no right like let's say in these canceled appointments they cancel the appointment you know something changed in their schedule is inconvenient it's just uh it, it just doesn't, isn't going to work out this particular time for whatever reason. Canceled appointment is not a no. Those should always be, you should always reach back out to them and see if they would reschedule their appointment. I definitely like Nico, what you were saying about like offering them, you know, kind of an extra little, you know, bit of encouragement to say, Hey, I'm coming. Uh, you know, can can I bring you a little gift and something, especially that's like low cost, nothing crazy. Um, if they do cancel and they're not likely to reschedule, you can always try your best to maybe potentially downsell them if maybe they canceled because let's say they decided the service wasn't right for them or it was too expensive or for whatever reason, you can always move them up or down in the funnel to say like, oh, okay, I see this isn't exactly what you're looking for, but what if we scheduled an estimate to go over more of like tree trimming services or hardscape or all these other things? Like, can I still come just take a look at your yard and we can see how we can make it your your dream yard? Um, if they're canceling because of like a totally scheduled block, whatever, you can maybe try to work around that. See if, if they can't do something in person, you know, within, let's say the next week or so, maybe they can do something virtually, you know, you're not going to be able to get a perfect estimate out there, but maybe you can do something virtually and say, okay, you know, why don't you just FaceTime me and let's just take a look at your yard together. We, I don't have to come all the way out there, especially if that doesn't work for you. We can kind of make it work on your schedule a little bit more. For the ones that cancel those appointments, they just might need that extra flexibility, and maybe that's why they canceled their appointment. Like there's so many different reasons why somebody would initially say yes and then kind of back out by canceling an appointment. Um, so that's certainly worth noting. And again, with all of these, still be letting them know if they cancel their appointment, still be sending them incentives and info and, and things like that to help move them
0: along. Uh, and then the other part of like uh, cancel appointments for like old cancel appointments, you could just uh, like re-listen to what we just talked about with the you know past customers and do the same thing. You can do either referral or incentive for a very specific service. So if they cancel for TURF, say, hey, are you still interested in TURF for giving away vouchers for 500 bucks off or something like that so
2: um our last one is people that received an estimate from you but said no or are skeptical skeptical about something about the estimate or your services or something like that
0: yeah this is really interesting because like we all have been in a position of where like we get to a point of like making a like buying something and we have this like uh um like we have this fear where this like will i will i regret it and stuff like that um so what well, we, that's a natural part of the process, right? And during the sales process, you want to show other like past work, you want to show client testimonials, um, that works kind of like the best, but people are still going to be skeptical, right? And the best thing is like, ad- address what, what's skeptical about it. Like, why are they skeptical? Is it the price? Um, great, it's price, that's a logistical thing. So for instance, like if I was trying to figure out like, why are they saying no? I would say, okay, uh you know they call me up and they're like hey we're not gonna go forward with this i was like oh okay understand uh by the way if i did this for free would could could we start next week and then usually i catch them off guard and they'll be like oh yeah if it's for free yeah totally start next week." and then i would say oh phenomenal so it's a price thing so like is the price too high and i always like to build in a little buffer before so i could give discounts or what you could say is makes sense so it's a little, little much do you want to split the payments over or is it like the initial price itself? And then you can think that's just deal-making right there. That's not like um, that's not like a a problem, um, but you want to figure out why they're saying no. If they found someone else, uh, if they don't love the design, you want to just get to the reason why they're saying no and then figure out how to solve that. But if you can't solve it, that's okay. You, what you want to do with those individuals is put them into a long-term nurturing sequence. So even if people tell me no today, I'm just thinking that, okay, great. They're just not at a point where they need it. So, I mean, I'll be honest. If you are like me and kill plants, then every spring it's like it's like a battle zone because all my plants are dead. So, like for me, if someone hit me up at the you know beginning of the season and I keep killing plants season after season, I'm gonna go and, and fix that eventually. Might not be this year, might not be next, but eventually. I'm going to get tired of paying money on plants that I keep killing. So it's just being forward thinking and saying, okay, even though they don't, they don't need that service today, can they use in the future? And do I feel on a scale from one to five, do I feel three, four or five that they will buy from me? Anything under that, you kind of want to start putting those leads in like more passive follow-up than active, but yeah, you want to, you just want to figure out why they're saying no. Because, You'll be surprised. Most of the time it's so basic, like they're scared or it's too, they feel like it's too much money. And once you know the problem, then you just have to figure out what's the logistics to solve that.
1: Yeah. One other thing that can be super helpful is providing social proof to them. Maybe that is, you know, it, if they're maybe just skeptical, if they just kind of are like, eh, like I'm not so sure about this. I'm not sure it's going to turn out the way I want. That's really when your reviews, your website, your social media, all that can really come in testimonials, especially if you, you know, really good case studies to say, hey, I don't want you to be scared, like, I'm a pro, look at some of my work, it's on my social media, I have tons of happy customers, lots of happy, you know, lots of positive reviews, because I genuinely do good work, that might be enough to push somebody over the edge. And especially if you can do additional uh, incentives, things maybe that are time sensitive, if they're kind of like, "Mm, I'm not so sure, or no, like, I don't know if I can do this right now. That's when you can say, well, look, maybe we have this this uh, offer that's going on just for the next like three days and we only have two spots left, but it would get you an extra $450 off. Would that kind of make it worth it to do it right now? Um, you know, things like that are always stuff you can throw in to kind of help get somebody just over the line. It's certainly if somebody's no or they're skeptical or things like that, you want to know kind of how close they are to the tipping point of like purchase. So if they're pretty close, Put a lot of effort into those people because it just takes a little bit more. Maybe you send them, you can say, hey, you know, I just want to show you this recent job I've done and it's great. By the way, I noticed that in your area, they have these uh, rebates you can get, which can bring your total cost down. Or maybe we have financing and it's available, uh, you know, at 0% APR or, or whatever that is. However, you can kind of incentivize them to continue on the path. Especially if they're very close, if they're just kind of like a flat out, like, "Mm, no, I'm not interested. Continue to follow up them. Like Nico said, passively, you know, maybe every year, send them a quick note, maybe even a coupon or something every year, just to see if you can get them moving forward. But don't consider those leads completely dead. Just don't put all your effort into those yet.
0: Could not agree more. Sweet justine any other questions you got for us today
2: no that was all of them well, it's, uh, it's a good
0: time so if you guys have any questions email me at nico thank you guys so much for listening and if you're a landscaper that needs a couple more jobs this season hit us up and we can be more than happy to take care of you so have a great rest of your day and talk real soon peace